Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25 minute man. Oh, you got skills, son! Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Welcome to episode number 21 of The Take with Willie and Ian. Mate, I reckon that was 30 seconds. We got told we had to wait. It's really difficult with Zoom. Can't hear it, isn't it? It is. I can't hear. I go, yep, 30 seconds and then you can start. So hopefully it was 30 seconds. What's going on? Mate, I was trying to count and then I lost interest halfway through. And now, (laughs) who knows? Mate, look, it's uh, another week of lockdown. It's another week of people um, really trying to do the right thing and watching people struggle through this has been really difficult. You know, the construction sites have been shut down. There's people that are really doing it tough. And I guess both of us really want to just give a shout out to everyone. And, you know, we're all in this together. Yeah, we are. It's, it's, it's been tough. I mean, like for everyone, you know, um, especially the construction um, fellas last week, they got told they can't work. Um, You know, everything is just so, you know, the mainstream media just keep plugging like vaccines, vaccines, get um, tested and all this kind of stuff. There's nothing about suicides. There's nothing about the, the rise in domestic violence. All this shit is real that we're saying right now. You know, it's um, just, it's, it's, it's horrifying what's going on, you know, and, every, and, everyone's, and everyone's struggling. Everyone's going, going through their hard times. And, you know, like the amount of, you know, people that are, you know, stuck at home right now, just say, just say if you're a construction worker, everything is structured. You know, your whole life is structured around work, family, all this kind of stuff. And now that's getting taken away from you. People would be spending more time together. And it, and it happened last year. You know, the rise in domestic violence was something crazy. Suicides, it's, this, is, this is the reality that we're living in. And just be, um, you know, be mindful of that. You know, people just, you know, it's not a public service announcement or anything like that or a lecture, but just be mindful. If, if anybody needs help, if anyone's struggling, if you know something going on in you know domestic violence ways and all that kind of stuff, you know, try and help people out. Stop being that person that's taking photos of a person with no mask. Like, don't be that dude. That's not Australian. Just dobbing on each other, just trying to you know make yourself feel better. Don't be that piece of shit. You know, everyone at at this time in times of need, you got to help other people. You know, everyone's going through struggles and everyone and deal everyone deals with it in different ways. And, you know, I think you just, everyone just needs to help each other at, the t- at this time now. It's, um, this is some real crazy times, the craziest moments in, in our lives. I, you know, I think we haven't been through anything like this, you know? So no, I think of course not. Pe- people just need to help each other. Just be aware of what sort of person you are and, um, and try and help, you know, because this, it sucks for everyone. It I does. think it's, it's right, just, Will. It's terrible, it's, man. it's one of the things I think people just need to be a bit kind to each other. We, a bloke that you know quite well as as I do, he's um, just started a new business and, and obviously it's a pretty bad time to start a new business. And last week he put out a thing saying that tradies could come in and get 20% off the particular thing that he was selling. And people literally started flooding his social media saying, oh, why are you singling out the tradies? Everyone's doing it tough. Like if someone's trying to do a nice thing, we're all yeah. in this together. Like everyone just needs to be a little bit calm and a little bit nice to each other. I think. You know, if you watch social, if you if you look at mainstream media, it's just it's just panic. That's what they're trying to do to everyone. Just make everyone panic, get the vaccines, all this kind of stuff. That's what it, it's sort of. It's just a just a scaremonger sort of tactic, and it sucks and it works on the average sort of person. But you know, we've got to help each other out in these times. You know, not everyone's doing it. You know, not everyone can just sit back and relax. 
You know, like people through their 20s and 30s, 40s, 50s, you know, they've been working their asses off. Next minute, you get told not to work, especially the trades. I'm talking to the trades, the construction boys. They make this world, they make Australia go around. Now, all those guys are at home now. Their whole life is structured around their work. They go to the pub. I'm not stereotyping, but they go to the pub. They hang out with their mates, all that kind of stuff. Now, that's all taken away. Now, they're going to be at home. You know what I mean? That's when the problems start rising. So just be aware if you are like in, in that situation and you know you're sort of that person that's going to drink a lot and, and everything else, just be mindful of it. There's always help out there. A lot of people want to help. Yeah, and I think that's important too. I think people um, reach out to people that you care about and that care about yeah. you. And if you're doing it tough, then make sure you talk to people. And even as little as, you know, your family and your friends are the bedrock of your life. And that's that's across everyone. It doesn't matter who you are. And yeah. so... Everybody goes through their own things. Reach out, even if it's like social media for me is, is a very strange world. But um, if you reach out through social media, then people will answer. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I think I hope just everyone's doing it okay. Yeah, yeah. Just just don't be that that dude, that person who's going to take photos of someone without a mask. You know, take photos of if someone's doing the absolute wrong thing, spitting on people and all that kind of stuff, that sort of stupid shit, you know. Then, then do something about it, but not if they, the bloke hasn't got a mask. You don't know what the financial position is in. The next minute, you're going to cost him, you know, a thousand bucks, potentially eleven thousand dollars, just so you feel better about yourself. Like, stop being an idiot. Yeah, and I think one thing that sport has provided in this time is something for people to take their minds off it. And I think, you know, as again we said last week, full credit to the NRL and the AFL for, for pivoting as well as they have, and, and for being able to provide the games. Um, which is, I guess, where we are now. We're just here talking. Yeah. We know that footy's, you know, our podcast, we love doing it. We know it's not the most important thing in the world, but for us, it's something to look forward to every week as well. We consider him, we can have a few beers, drinking young Henry's and, and having a chat that we normally would anyway. Yeah. But Tavita Pangai Jr. Now, I don't know if the Penrith deal is over the line, but as of the time that we're going aware, there is a huge amount of talk that the Penrith deal is going to happen. Um, which sort of came out of nowhere. What is definite yeah. is that he signed a three-year deal with the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. Um, he's probably the best destructive ball running um, back rower since, well, since you really um, that that club's had. Um, were you aware that this was happening in any way, William? Yeah, I did. Um, I knew it was on the cards probably about a month ago. Um, I spoke to Trent Barrett about it and, you know, a few other guys, hierarchy at the Bulldogs. And, you know, I've known um, Big T since he was a young kid. So I had that relationship with him and I wasn't, I don't work for the Bulldogs. I don't do anything like that. I have no agenda. I care about the kid. I genuinely care about the kid. I think, I don't, I don't think he's been coached properly and I don't think he's been in the right environment up there and they keep stuffing him around in, in his position. I think he's a left side back rower carries the ball in his left hand, comes off his left foot, right palm, all that kind of stuff. He's a, And he's just destructive. He's one of the most destructive ball runners in the game. Him and David Fafita, they're just unbelievable. And congratulations to the Bulldogs because they've got him. You know, like he could be, I think he's going to be at his peak when he's at the Bulldogs. You know, he's only 24, 25 years old. He's on a three-year deal. You got Burton. I'm not sure who's going to be halfback. Maybe Flanagan. Definitely not Lachlan Lewis. <laughs> so Flanagan. Uh, Burton, Pangai Jr., Naden, Fox, Dusty around the back. Now you're talking. Right. Yeah. Jack, yeah. Jack Hetherington, you know, I think uh, Paul Vaughan might be around there somewhere. Thompson, you know, like uh, Josh Jackson, Fatala Mariner. 
you're talking about a decent side, you know, and potentially um, there's a couple of, I know Harry Grant, Brandon Smith are off contract or somewhere around after 2022. And one of those players will be asking for big dollars. And, you know, you can only play one of those, those kids. They're both the best two, the best two hookers in the game and Damian Cook. But I think if you, if you can snag one of those kids, then, then you're talking like top four, top eight. Easily, so top do you, eight next year, top four. And I just think the signing of Pangai Jr. is going to be, bring a lot of other players. And Gus Gould, don't forget about Gus. Gus is probably the best signing that the club has got. He knows the culture of the club. He knows what it was built from in the 80s, going through the Dogs of War stage into the 90s and the 2000s. So he understands that. He builds clubs. And he's the perfect man for that club. He knows exactly how that club should be built, what it runs on, family club, culture, how, how they're supposed to be run. He's, he's the perfect man. I think what people underestimate too is blokes like Gus Gould and, and, and Bellamy and, and, and Wayne Bennett, there's a few around. Players will go to a club and they will sign for less than what they would sign at a club where they don't have that same sort of aura about them. So you might pay feel good X amount a year, but the amount that you'll save because A, sponsors love him. He's got he's yeah. got the top end of town. B, players will sign for 100 grand less because they know he's building something good there. So I don't think, as you say, you can't underestimate the power of having someone like feel good in the back, in the back office and what he brings as well. Yeah, he brings so much. As I said, he knows the fabric of the club and how it was built. He was part of that. He was there with Bullfrog and all that kind of stuff. And they've sort of, and they've lost that over the last 10 years. You know, they've lost it with their juniors. You know, like Des got them to two grand finals, but he, Des did it his way. He didn't, he did not really care about the Bulldog culture or anything like that. So Gus knows everything, everything the club needs, and he will attract a lot of sponsors, a lot of players, because as you said, they've been in that basket case for about four or five years now, probably more where you probably, you're going to go to the Titans before you go to the Dogs. You know, you're going to go, you're going to sign somewhere else. And the Bulldogs was the last, the last resort. Like that's never been the case. You know, it's usually one or two clubs. You either sign with one club or you sign with the Bulldogs. That was always the case. You'd want to go play for the club. Now it's coming back, you know, so, and success breeds that. But it wasn't even about success. It was about the culture of the club and they lost their way. They've got some really good people in there at the moment, the chairman, the CEO, and Gus and Trent Barrett. And they're looking to go. They're looking to go to the top. They're gonna. They'll. They'll be. They'll be shooting that way. And they've and got I, the right people in place. I think interestingly, Will, I, I saw um, one of your old teammates, um, Rennie. Big shout out to Rennie. Just uh, did his knee surfing, but yeah. um, he sort of said the same sort of thing that you've said. That that Canterbury side of you know they talk about the dogs of war and and they go back i guess to that pack with you and sunny bill and O'Mealy and it was i mean it was a phenomenal ran it was a phenomenal pack but he said there was an expectation that you just won and canterbury somewhere along the line lost that even when they were winning under des hazard they didn't have that yeah. sort of same aura about them that's what i think they're trying to build because and that stemmed from the juniors so what happened was with des when des come in they just give des all the resources and all the money and said, go. And he bought whoever he wanted to. He didn't cultivate anything with the juniors. All he was doing was buying first graders, buy this, buy that, trying to just stick it together and then hopefully win a comp. And he nearly did. He did. Des did some great things. I'm not trying to say that he did anything wrong, but he took that, didn't really worry about the cap. He just wanted to buy, 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 buy. Try, hopefully, jag a comp. Didn't do it. Then it set the club back to where it is now. 
And then you put other coaches in, you bad, have some bad recruits and all that kind of stuff, bad coaches, bad recruitment. And then that's, that's the position you get in right now. It is. But like, if you just say from 2004, you go from that team there. I think 12 or 13 players come through the Jersey flag system. Gary Carden was a big part of that. Coming through SG ball to Jersey flag to reserve grade, first grade. I'm pretty sure like 13 players, bar Luke, Luke, uh, Luke Patton, Marco Mealy, um, maybe yeah, Andrew Ryan. Everyone else, we come through Jersey flag system. You know what I mean? Like, so you, you come through that, you come through that system and you, I've said it before. Yeah, it, it was an it was a privilege to drink their to drink their Gatorade, to get a locker, to train in the full time squad, to wear their to wear the same um, Nike stuff as first grade. It was a privilege, and it was levels to get to that. Whereas now it's just like given to you, and there's no and that's the culture that you can. You, you're not talking a hundred, you know, fifty years ago. You're talking fifteen years ago, and somehow yeah. it's just it's gotten lost. And there's there's no way you you you, you can't lose culture like that. That's easy. You just have to maintain it. It's already been built and they've somehow lost it. And now it's trying, it's starting to come back. And Gus knows everything about that club. And I think he's the nut, he's the, he's the main guy for that. As I said, like to come through that system as me as a young kid, earning all your stripes, earning everything that you that you that you got, it makes it all of all such a sweet thing when you do win the big thing. Well, let's and that's talk why about, it was such a special moment. Let's let's talk about. Pangai Jr. If he does go to Penrith, if if the rumours and they that the drums are beating pretty loudly, if he does go to Penrith, what does that mean for Penrith's tilt at the final? And it, and it's I think it's a race of two between Melbourne and Penrith. Does that tip the scales in favour of Penrith all of a sudden? Because if you get Pangai right, he can be a dominating footballer. Yeah, I just don't understand why Penrith would go for him. Go for him when they've got probably one of the best well balanced packs in the t- in in the competition. I think, but you know, probably having him. Are you going to start him? Probably not. You got you got um kick out. You know, you got Moses Leota, Fisher Harris, Isaiah Capewell. You know, you're probably going to play play him on the bench. I'm not sure. You're playing on the bench. You're probably going to play him off the bench, and then you know it does stack the deck. It does stack the deck massively, and I don't think I still don't think it tips him in their in in their favour because they don't know how Pangai Junior plays. It's all about they've got a really great a great system at Penrith. He might come in there and you know throw a bit of a you know, I'm not. I'm not sure. Like it's just, it just won't be as smooth as what they are now. It's like clockwork what they do. Every sort of forward knows their job. They play to a certain, a certain structure, and like he might just, you know, he might suit the way they play. Me personally, if I was him, I'd probably sit the year out. Yeah, I would. There's probably eight more games. I would not risk it. I wouldn't risk it. I wouldn't risk injury. Touch wood. I hope nothing happens to him. Brisbane pay my pay my contract, and I'll be on my way. And well, he probably I'm thinks not sure, he's... not sure what's happening with the World Cup. He can probably play for Tonga if he wants to. But me personally, I'm, if I'm 25 years old, he's played a hell of a lot of football. Mentally, probably needs a bit of a break. Sit back, train your ass off, get in that mode, and just get ready for next year. That's me personally. But you know, players play. I always say that. It's 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 easy for me to say that. 41 year old retired ex player. You know, but like, if I was him, I would probably sit out. But he you know, he probably thinks someone, he's someone picks come him in up. Comp. He probably does exactly. He's not going to. He's I, not going to go and play for like Canterbury now, for example. No. You know, because there's what's the point? You know, you get injured, you miss out the whole start of next season. But and I'm not sure for a side that's a genuine Premiership threat. I, 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 that's the only, the only reason why I can see him play, is because he probably he might get the chip. 
know what I mean? Well, other than that, you know, like if it was anyone else bar Melbourne and Penrith, you're not, you're probably going to sit out yeah. of the year. But because Penrith's come on and you probably have to pay him, I'm not sure, maybe like probably close to 200 grand for eight, eight to 12 games. I'm not sure. You know, it's a fair risk from Penrith. Well, but Brisbane, Brisbane have been probably, prepared sorry, to sorry, pay for half probably of his sure, But I think Penrith are pretty sure they're one piece off. Because you have a look at Melbourne, you look at Welsh, Bromwich, not big Nas, that Kamakamitha, Welsh, you've got big boys. You know what I mean? Big, big boys in that team. And they're probably worried about the size. Because remember last year's grand final, they got blown off the field in 20 minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they've probably got little, a little bit of that in the memory bank going, we're, we're down on size because their biggest bloke is Fisher-Harris. And he's not that big. He just plays like he's six foot five and 120 kilos. You know, like, you know, Pangai Jr., he's a big body. He can come on and destroy teams. So I think Cleary's going, you know what? We might be one off because you're going to, because look at look at um, the bench that Melbourne have. You take Bromwich off, you put Big Nas back on. You know, Kamakamitha, Welsh, Bromwich, the other Bromwich. Kafusi, Fanukan, like it's it's stacked. They are stacked, Melbourne. So if you're anyone, if you're thinking if you think you're in with a shot this year, you better stack the deck. And I think that's what they're doing. What do you reckon? I mean, looking at again, we're always big on balance of teams. If you look at that Penrith side, that you talk about the Bulldogs in when you in your era, they all came up through the grades together through flag and you know, through ball or whatever it might be. And all of a sudden they're playing first grade. And that that bonds a team because you've been through the grades together. That parent mm-hmm. side has done it. They've been through yeah. a lot, right? So all of a sudden, one of their mates, I've, it's hard to say who it is, whether it's Moses Leota or Spencer Lanou or whatever it might be, he now gets flicked out of that sort of 17. Does that affect the balance of the side? I mean, a lot of these blokes probably don't know Tavita. Are they full-time professionals and it won't matter? Or yeah, do I they think, think I think so. I mean, like if you're if if a if a kid like Pangai Jr. comes in and that's just going to breed competition. Competition brings out the best in people. You know what I mean? So you want to be part of that 17. So these kids this week and the next week after, they're going to be playing lights out. You know what I mean? Because they know if Pangai Jr. comes, he's probably he's probably going to slot straight into that 17 or play one Reggie's game and then go straight to that team. You're not buying him to play reserve grade. Yeah, Yeah, I'm just saying, I'm just trying to be nice, but I don't know. I just, I'm not sure if, you know, like, like look at Liam Martin, you know, and Spencer Lianu and who else is on the bench? I'm not sure. But Leota starts, he's your starting prop. You know what I mean? So there's two other, there's two other benches there that are going to be under the pump and maybe, as, as I said, maybe Cleary's looking at that going, we're one, we're one, one short of trying to deal with, um, deal, deal with Melbourne. And Pangai Jr. Mm. could be your boy. That's the only re- reason why he's doing it. I'm just going to check the people on the bench for Penrith. Um, so, like, that's the only reason why you'd do that. Because so I, I, I know... You've got Scott Sorensen. So, Scott Sorensen's going to be the one who's under the pump. He's gone. Yeah. Because you've got Mitch Kenny... Sorensen, Spencer Lianu, and Liam Martin. So Liam Martin, Spencer's not, and they aren't going anywhere. Mitch Kenny's your number nine, um, your interchange. And Scott Sorensen. So he's going to be under the pump. Well, Sorensen comes from Cronulla as well. So that probably won't affect, like he's not one of the ones that grew up. I no, thought maybe no. if one of the, but yeah, that's good. Look, I think it's a good signing. And I think, you know, good it's on great for having the it's money. It's a great signing. Yeah, it is a great signing. Good on signing, the money available. He could. He has that X factor. Who can he could take him over that? You can take him over that hump. He comes off the bench. You don't lose anything. 
And that's that's how the game goes now. He's fit. He can play big minutes. He can play in the middle, left edge, right edge, anywhere. Like he's that X factor kid, and he can get he can take your biggest boy on, big Nas. He'd be going straight at him. Yeah, you know what I mean. So he's got that. He hasn't got. He doesn't fear anybody. He backs his own ability, and he'll crush anyone on his day. So that's actually, why he's gone. I think most teams would go for. It's a great move from Cleary. Great move. Do you know what? He's probably he's probably actually going to take Tyrone May's spot. Well, because Tyrone when May, all the yeah. rest well, of them, yeah. So Tyrone May's Tyrone, probably gone. So Tyrone May's probably going to go neck to neck with Mitch Kenny. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, and I'd rather Mitch Kenny. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. I'll tell you who they don't want to sign mid-season. Will? Who's that? Lachlan Lewis. <laughs> Mate, I can't what believe that. that is the dumbest thing. I, I think it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen on a rugby league field. And that's a big call because rugby yeah. league has provided some of the dumbest moments of all and time. Dumb but stuff, man. But like, that was what, what, outstanding. What was it? I don't know. Like I, I've <laughs> never seen. I was actually watching it, and they're walking off the field, and there was a bit of argy bargy. You know, Cody Walker obviously said something, and 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 Lachlan Lewis said something back, and I thought this is good. Next thing you know, he's rock and roll wrestled him onto the ground, and I'm going. Is this bloke serious? It's what like a joke. possesses it's you? Like a, I don't understand. I mean, everybody just laughed, I suppose. I mean, I, I didn't know what to say. I looked, I went, what's he doing? Like, and I think Cody, Cody, Cody Walker didn't even say. I think there was a rumour going, I'll go back to Reggie's or something like that. And apparently someone in um, South said nothing like that was said. So even Cody if Walker you said go Cody, back to reserve, Cody, I, I, don't, I don't think that warrants a, a, a judo flip. <laughs> He doesn't need Ronda, to be Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey would be proud. Oh, like, it's, I don't understand. I, he just like it's like it was like it was like so premeditated and just like, oh. and it was the I, worst I, I little know. flip of all time. But there was no aggression in it. It was just like, what That's are you what I'm doing? Like, what do you think? Imagine if you tried to flip me, I just would have stood there. What are you? What are you doing? Stop it! Stop! <laughs> I think Cody Walker just was shocked. He was shocked. I'm not sure what you have to say. To try and judo flip someone, even if you say go back to Reggie's, mate. Like, so what? He should have said, "Yeah, I will next week." I actually am. He definitely <laughs> is now. Don't worry, he's going. going back now. <laughs> you see, Baz, Baz, gone. What did you do? Because like, no, what they win at halftime, and then like he was play, he's been playing some good football, like on Lewis. That's just a It's like it's a, it's one of the strangest things I've seen for a while. I don't get it. I, I, still, I don't get. I just want to know it because Cody, because it looked like. Was, um, like he was smiling at him, you know. It wasn't look like it didn't look like they were in each other's face. I could get it if you're in each other's faces. There's some real verbal shit going along, bang head like it is now. You just probably get them in a headlock or grab their jerseys and stuff like. You don't just come from the side and try and give him a little bit of a judo flip. But if you've had a brain snap, generally what will happen if you have a brain snap is your adrenaline pumps up so much you just go and you just whack a bloke. But he didn't even do that. It was like he cuddled him and then he was. I think he got halfway through it and went. He didn't know what he was doing. I thought I thought it was a geo. I thought they were yeah. mates who went to school to went to school with each other. It was like that. It's just like, come here. Oh, I'm going to hug you to the ground. Cody oh, Walker, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Get off me, punk. Well, speaking of brain snaps, last weekend also saw um, Kane Evans get sanctioned for riding something on his wrist. Now, I don't know, Will. Like this whole new writing things on your wrist and that. The last time we saw Kane Evans, he was shadow boxing in a room while his mate had a rub and tug. Yeah. And now he's written something on his wrist. And it was, 
I don't know. I feel like if someone signs a $1 million broadcast deal, there's going to be cameras there, isn't there? Like you think they might actually, this is on television. I'm not just playing in the park. Someone's going to see this, but no, he still managed to get the Posca out and on the wrist and away you go. I don't get it. I don't think it deserves a fine. I think it's just bizarre what he wrote. Well, it's a bit petty. I'm not sure. I'm not sure where I sit on this. It's like, I just, I could never find myself writing anything on my wrist anyway. Um, but like 5,000, you reckon that's a little bit much? Oh, look, if if I'm running the game and I see that and then all of a sudden it's all over the news, I'm going, yeah. I can't do nothing, yeah. you know? like he, he's, he's left, the hands are tied, aren't they? He left the NRL no got to do something. decision, but to find him, you can't just let people write like profanity like, like that. that. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think he could probably write the, you can say fuck or something like that, I suppose, but like, I'm not sure what the difference is between that and the C-bomb. It's just a word in my book. I don't get yeah, offended, but it is, by, I don't Will, get offended, but it, I don't get offended by much, but like, I'm like, I get it. I understand why they did it. For me, I just laugh and go, why would you write that? Why would you write it? Did you think he was sitting there in a game? Like, and he played that yeah. game, jerking every now and then. He'd run up the defensive line going, what am I taking? I'm going to say, oh, that's right. I'm going to unfold this bloke. I don't I get, get it. it. Like that's, you know, that's something. Kane, Kane's a good, he's a good kid, man. I love him. Just just don't write anything next time, kid. Just No more writing. Just, more, more actions, more actions. I'm, 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 all, I'm all, more about that action, boss. Oi, just get out there and just and fold some washing or something when you get home. Matt Lodge <laughs> did it as well. It's excellent company, but I, I just, right. I just don't get it. I, what, I, I do get that. I understand why you write stuff on your wrist. Some people write, you know, they for, for our younger kids. You know, they write something. You know, for some kids in hospital, for their parent, you know, for their family and all that kind of stuff. I get it. You know, Cody Walker's got beautiful things on his wrist and that makes him, you know, you know, it plays with a lot more emotion and all that kind of stuff. I get it. There's a reason for that kind of stuff. But that, just leave it in here. I'll Give tell you one here. thing, Will. Let the action take it. Here's something. If people don't think that that affects kids, we, when my son played up in the state championships over the long weekend, yeah. back when people were allowed to leave their house and actually play football, but... One of the kids used to write things on every day. He'd write stuff on his on his on his wrist, right? He was taping his wrist for no reason. Yeah, it does. It does. Up, the ripple effect is huge, mate. He wrote on the thing, and I said, "Oh, mate, what's what's what are you writing on your wrist there?" And he wrote the name of the dead dog, that like the family dog that had died. And I said, "Oh, mate, is that inspiring you?" And he goes, "Yeah." He goes, "That's." He goes, "I just look at that, and it just makes me think about the dead dog." I mean, all right. Yeah, but so now, right. I mean, like, it, just, it does. It does. It does. Like these young kids copy and emulate everything that these guys do on TV, from goal kicking to 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 how they strap their ankles, to what boots, that, not ankles, their wrists. You know what I mean? How they wear their jerseys and all that kind of stuff. Like they try and copy. They copy everything. And you know, I don't think Kane thought it through. Obviously not. He's Obviously. just thinking, "This is I need this. I need this. This makes me play better. Therefore, I'm going to write it on my wrist." You know, slap him with five grand. Yeah, well, I all the kids are listening. I'm don't, not sure if it's, don't write that on yeah. your hand. I mean, not, hey, all for writing stuff on your wrist, kids. If whatever motivates you, but you know, keep don't write the that. language. <laughs> Just do not write that. Anything write else that. but that. Do not write Any. that. <laughs> That's the one word. All right, last thing, Will. World Cup. Um, mm. There's been a bit of hoo ha about that. It's supposed to be at the end of the year. I mean, it's probably a moot point anyway because I don't think anyone's travelling ever. But uh, they're certainly not travelling in the next little while. But um, 
some of the players, James Tedesco, who is definitely now in line, I guess, to captain um, the Australian side because Daly Cherry Evans is probably going to struggle to to make the Australian side with the rise of Nathan Cleary. He said he wants to play. The players want to play. You know that. The clubs yeah. don't because that's their cattle and that's their, you know, that's their money. What do you reckon? I, I understand from the um, the clubs. They've always been like that. Even when I was playing, they'd always um, they'd always try and get you to opt out if you could, especially in the lower tier nations, the the Samoan teams, Tongan teams, all the Pacific Island teams. The coaches have always been a little bit against that anyway. They're probably a little bit more pro now, but like during the two thousands, two thousand tens, I know a lot of a lot of coaches. They weren't really for the the second tier nations. And it wasn't as as crazy, and the Polynesian teams weren't as big as it is now. So, all the all those coaches who who used to frown upon it wouldn't dare do it now, because it means so much to the game. Sixty percent of Polynesian, but I understand from from um, like the World Cup way. I mean, the, the whoever the governing body for the World Cup, like they want it to go ahead, don't they? Yeah, of course. Well, they say it'll go ahead with or without Australia. It'll go ahead. And Australia doesn't want to do it. Like, and who did Barry McDermott say some shit? Like, we're going to get like change the line. Get the expat players. Get a bunch of scabs to play. Like, you think? Do you think that if you haven't played if you haven't played a test for Australia and you're playing in Super League and they go, hey guys, do you want to play for Australia in the World Cup? That anybody would play? Come on, Big Barry. You know, you don't hand these jerseys out like nothing. And those guys would never, ever take it. And if they did, the worst people in the world. It's terrible. Like, honestly, they would they, never they do would it. They would 100% take it. You would have to be the lowest person ever taking a Australian jersey that you didn't deserve. Mate, Trust they me. would 100% take it. And then they, they wouldn't would come do it. to the they kangaroo would not, reunions. They would yes, not, they would. They would not do it, Bernard. They would not. It's just too much pride and too much ego involved. And they know how hard it is to get one. And it will never happen. But I still think that the World Cup will go ahead because every, every other nation is going to play. But I get it. Wait, the, the clubs are always like that because they pay. They're the ones that are paying you. There's how many injuries have been coming out of origin and test football that the club's always whinging about? You know, like mm. they, they're going to be the first ones to go, wait, no, sit out here. You know, like it's going to be, you won't get too much, that much of a preseason, all that kind of stuff. The best players will be in that Australian team and they'll come back and they'll still be the best players. Simple, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, you're not gonna ever, you're not gonna say no, no, I don't think I'll play in a world cup because I want to come back and do a preseason. To be an idiot, who wants to do a preseason? You would have to be, you would have to be an idiot, mate. You just like preseasons take years off your life, you know what I mean? I mean, off your, off your football life. Look at Cameron Smith, he went on about 10 kangaroo tools, that's why he played till he's 38. He only Came back to the training in end to, of February. You had to turn up. You had to turn up in like late January. Yeah. You know what I mean? You miss out on all the. You miss out on November and December, the hardest things in the world, mate. I went on five kangaroo tours. It was the best thing ever because I didn't have to turn up the train until the 18th of January for about six years. Like it's yeah. the best thing ever, and you come back and you play your best football because you're hanging out with all the best players. You feed off each other. It's a great experience. You're never going to take that away from these players. And these players will be the first ones to put their hands up and play. All the Pacific Islands will be stacked. Everyone will be stacked. And Australia will be because they want to win. And you Teddy reckon, deserves to be captain. To be honest, Will, you reckon that pre-seasons took years off your life? Let me tell you, those kangaroo tours and what you did to yourself on them 
they took longer off your life than any preseason ever could have. I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. <laughs> mate. <laughs> it's no, it's not the, the kangaroo tour. It's just what happens after the kangaroo tours. Oh, I think I know what I meant. Uh, all right. So, <laughs> did you? The, I don't know uh, you. Parramatta. Let's go into the the games are actually okay because all everything's sort of settled down. All the Origin players are back. Um, yeah. One thing, Parramatta are playing against the Raiders. Mitchell Moses apparently broke his, his back. back. He's, he broke his, his back. back. Is broken. His sp- spinal. What do you mean? What do you mean, Moses vertebrae? <laughs> no, no, spinal. Spinal. Uh, look, I don't know. Does that does that cloud then your judgment of how he played? Did he not run the ball because he had a Mike Tyson broken back? In origin, I don't know. I'm not really going to comment there. I'm just commenting on how how he how I thought he played. If he did break his back in the first minute, then he has every excuse to play shit. Yeah, he played unreal with yeah. a broken well, back. We played good with a broken back. Uh, the Raiders again. Look, bettingsite.com.au, who are huge sponsors of the show, and we really appreciate everything they do for us. They've got mm. the Raiders listed here at almost four dollars. That's a bit. What? I mean, Whiten's out, to be fair, but still, Parramatta haven't been yeah. that good, have they? Yeah, no, Parra played really well last year, last last week. They played some really good football. Nathan Brown was hitting Madison. Madison was hitting holes, mate. They played really well. No Junior Paulo as well. So, mate, they, they did some good things. They're looking all right, Parramatta. Yeah, they look all right. But Moses, don't miss, don't miss Moses. Like, Moses is a great club player, good club player. I don't know. I mean, got young not, Arthur. But now, Raid, look, Raid, Raiders, Raiders, no Whiten. So he's, he's the heart and soul of that team. Yeah. Well, they won without him last Well, he played last week, I guess. The yeah. Roosters against the Knights. This should normally be a cracker, a cracker of a game. It just, I don't know. I think if you look at that Roosters side, I was, I was looking at them on the weekend. I watched them play and I thought, I, I really like young Billy Smith and he's, um, He's been picked in the side ahead of Josh Morris. Josh Morris has been dropped. I don't know whether that's what? just a little kick in the ass. Yeah, got dropped. So Billy Smith will start over him with Manu. They've got Tedesco. So Tedesco is back, and they've got Billy Smith and, and Manu in the centres, which is looking at the future, yeah, obviously. Decent side. Um, Still decent. If the you look at the so... side, mate, no friend, no Cordner, no Lindsay Collins. Last week they had no Takiaho. They've got no Kiri, no, no Brett Morris. Morris. Mm. Like it's, I don't reckon a side has been as decimated by the Roosters, but they just keep winning because they have that culture. They have that winning culture. They know how to win, um, and they've got one of the best coaches in the game, um, and they've got great leadership. They lost, and, and as you said before, like look at the leadership that they lost. You know what I mean? And then they they keep turning up. Hats off to Jared Warrior Hargraves has been playing lights out, eighty minutes for about two or three weeks. Some big, big, big minutes, man. So he's been going well, been leading from the front. You know, this game, this game, they should win. They've got the, I don't think the, um, the Knights have beaten them for, I don't know, like six or seven years, ages, a long time. So the Knights were poor. They were really poor against Melbourne. Very like poor. Just six or seven years, fact check. And you say it with such confidence too that I just, I believe you every time. Is that why we're still friends? Because you say things I believe what you say. I swear. Oh, Henry, <laughs> fact check that. When's when? When? Someone's going to text us, and I'm going to tell us when's the last time Henry's sitting yeah. there wearing a monkey suit. Uh, the Storm against the Cowboys. Storm just win that. 
God. Uh, Can anybody? I tweeted uh, on the weekend. I, I don't even because I don't really read the replies. I said, I think it's pretty much a two horse race, Penrith and the Storm. But if if the Storm keep playing as they are, no injuries or anything, no one's going to come near. Them. No, nobody will come near. Them. Honestly, I've never seen I've never seen it like this ever. Not for ages where it's a clear cut clear cut winner. You know what I mean? Penrith have to get just say if they get Pengai Junior, they get Clear and Luai playing like they did in the first. 12, 13 rounds, and then they will battle Melbourne. But who else? No one. I just can't see it because look how stacked Melbourne are. Like I just, oh, I've never seen anything like it. And every time like, on their day. Melbourne's going, Melbourne's going to come back to the pack. No, they're not. No one. What is. about this? No one's going I, to get I actually them. did think. I actually thought, and I look now at. I mean, Ryan Pappenhausen was probably the best player in the competition for the first six or seven rounds, right? Yeah. Now he's coming back from injury. They've got Nico Hines, who's probably been the, one of the best backs in the competition for the last three or four weeks, yeah. or probably more. So they go, all right, well, we'll put Pappenhausen on a utility role on the bench. Now, whether he starts there or whether he starts a fullback and they're playing Ducks and Drakes, that's to be seen. But at the end of the day, what about the depth of this side? There is just no bad players in the 7 8. And like. I, I, I don't know where it starts from. Like, is it the recruitment? Is it the culture of the club? You know, to lose three or four, like you say, five of the best players in the last, you know, five years, and they still don't have a problem with it. You know what I mean? Losing Cooper Cronk, they're like, oh, we're going to struggle here. Nope. Jerome Hughes. Oh, we lost Cameron Smith. Of course, you're going to obviously not going to be as good as they were. Brandon Smith, Harry Grant. Like, it's unbelievable. Like, <laughs> Olam. Like, how the heck do you see that kid on that left edge? I love him. You know, Fox, I love him. you know what I mean? Lose Vunivalu. You get, like, uh, Jennings back. And, oh, mate, it's just stacked. And it's just such a great team. They're All actually right, really good to watch. They keep evolving. It's unreal. The Knights beat the Roosters in 2019. Because that's what this show provides us. It provides us the ability to fact-check your shit. And I fact-checked it. And 2019. <laughs> when I say fact-checked it, someone just texted me. But anyway... Uh, oh, they're wrong. They are wrong. And the other thing, the other thing as well, Will, if you look at sides struggle at nine, style, you know, fullbacks so important. You look at the Storm, they've got probably two of the best fullbacks and two of the best hookers, and they can't even yeah. fit them all on the one side. It's phenomenal no. how good they are. Just lend one out. Like Brandon Smith. Brandon Smith is the best hooker in the world. Well, they left Harry Grant out last year. They still couldn't help the Tigers, eh? Poor old Tigers. They still couldn't go, all right? Uh, South against Warriors. South absolutely killed my multi last week. Uh, I had five legs I'm off South. I hope the Warriors beat them. Is that the Bulldogs? Because the Bulldogs scored one try. Was it right at the end? Yes. Yes, it was. <sighs> yes, Blame it was, William. No, I like the dogs now. The way they've gone. Because yeah. we'll talk about the dogs when, when we come up to them. But they've pushed... Roosters and South last two weeks. I don't think Bulldogs are going as bad as everyone says. But anyway, no. uh, the Rabbitohs will win that. Uh, Manly, the Tigers. Did you actually see they've just – I watched it last night. But they've got that Tigers documentary where they've got uh, – I think it's four episodes. So the first episode was last night. They had Michael Maguire. They got really good access to all of the, the dressing room stuff and – they got yeah. the CEO and they're talking. It's, it's, it was actually a really good show. I think all of those shows where they show the bones of a dressing room and how things are done and how clubs work, it's good for the game and it's good for the Tigers. But what's it on Fox Sports or? Yeah, it's on Fox. So I think you can get it on KO as well. I know you're a massive fan of KO now, but 
Watching that documentary, um, Michael Maguire doesn't come across quite as hard as... I mean, I think he trains him hard, but I think he's actually quite a genuinely caring sort of bloke. No, but- he is. He's a really nice guy. He's a great bloke, Madge. He's just very passionate and he's a good, he's a good coach. He, he demands perfection and that's just not what he's getting at the moment. So I think he's just got to deal with, you know, just the next... I'm not sure. Like, I'm not sure how long they actually deal with him. That's the thing. Because they brought him there to, 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 to give the eight a bit of a shock. He's got decent cattle there. They're just not playing well. Mm. I don't know. He's a good blow. He's a really good blow. I think uh, Manly, you know, Manly on their day with Schuster playing the way he's playing, with Trebojevic being probably the best player in the comp, with, you know, that, that Manly side, considering I think they lost their first four games or something, everyone wrote them off. Like where they're going back to now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but um, anyway, how do you reckon they'll go? How do you reckon? Just say if they they finish fourth, they get to play Melbourne, they get beat. How how do you reckon they go after that? Do you reckon look, they can give I, it a crack? Oh, look, I think the as you say with Trebojevic, I think with the side that they've got, if Turbo turns up and has a lights out game, I think yeah. they can probably beat it on their day. But if they're and the other team, like if it's Melbourne, Melbourne are going to have to have an off day. And Manly are going to have their best day of all time. So, yeah. but how many off days do Melbourne have? Not they don't many. have many. Nope. Uh, the Panthers against the Broncos. Oh, look, the Broncos are, I mean, they were winning. I was about to say they're winning. They didn't win last week, but they're, they're going winning. Better. They're competing. They're going they're competing. better. Still got a good team, man. Like, just, they just need to find something. Um, Brody Croft and Tyson Gamble are not the answers. Um, I don't know. I don't. I've, I've really lost all hope in in the Broncos. Full, fully. I used to try and think. You know, I used to think the old Broncos would would come back and 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 win these you know games if they played the Bulldogs or played a lower sort of team. But they're they're very beatable on any day, especially Reynolds, this one. Reynolds will offer a bit for Reynolds will be a lot better, and I think they've they've, they've recruited really well. Yeah, they have. Yeah, you know. So and Tyson Gamble. Kate, I still Kate do not want to be well. next to him in a pub. Kate was a good signing. Uh, the Titans against the Dragons. Yeah. This is literally, this is game over for the Titans if they can't win this. Yeah. Dragons have got that team still there. They're still, they threaten everyone. They play some pretty tough football. But the Titans, they need to win this game. They've got, they're, they're I mean, the hype was everywhere, wasn't it, in the preseason? Yeah. Now, this, this is the real deal right now. Still got a good team. But Brimson's back finally. Um, losing uh, Fogarty. This is yeah. finger. Toby Sexton. I don't know who that there's kid is. Huge, but... There's huge raps on him, Will. There is huge yeah. raps on this Sexton kid. Well, that's good. So maybe they need someone like that. You know, so like Ash Taylor can start controlling that team. Look at that pack still. Wallace, Fodawaka, Proctor, Fafita, and Big Tina. That's, oh. that's like one of the best packs, Mitch Rain. Yeah. Like that's one of the best packs in the in the game. So something's really going wrong with the Titans. I'm not sure. Um, you know, what are they coming? 11? You know, like it's just, it seems to be one Pretty of those average. years again. Yeah, it is. I mean, yeah. they need to win at least six from eight to give it a good crack. Well, the side that they'll probably, if they do start winning games, that they'll leave probably is the Sharks. The Sharks... Oh, shit house last week. They're, they're playing against the Bulldogs. The Bulldogs, I reckon, I just said it before, I'll say it again, they are not going as badly. For them to push two top six sides, 
or top five sides, if you count the Roosters as fifth, they're not going that bad because they've been no. in that fight the whole way can, through. They've been a 60-minute side. They're seemingly improving. And that's all you ask for because you have a look at their roster. We say it all the time. You look, the roster doesn't, the roster doesn't, you know, it doesn't say you should win games, especially big games. But all we expect is to be competitive and effort. And that's what the fans are getting. And that's what everyone's getting. The club's getting that. The players are dishing it out. They're playing, they're playing some really good football. Now it's just time that, you know, like to try some new things, some new combinations. You've got eight more games to go. Try and get about, try and win about 50% of them, but be competitive in every single game. And that's all you ask for because they haven't got the cattle there to win these big games. I mean, they've got the cattle to beat Cronulla, but to, to go against South and the Roosters and compete with them for over 60 minutes and 70 minutes against the Roosters, it's saying a lot. It is. Yeah. You know, and it builds character and they can take that into next year. You can take that into preseason, you know, so it's looking on the way up because you haven't looked at that team that they're going to, you know, next year it'll be all right. Then they won't have any excuses because they're going to have the cattle there. Then the ax will come swinging down if they don't win. Well, they've signed a couple of outside backs and they've also signed a couple of, Will? Big boys. Big boys. Anyway, guys, my big boys for the weekend. I, I didn't really study the game, to be honest. I didn't really watch that much footy. I'm not sure why. It was, I'm, I wasn't that busy, but there was a few other sports. And I think I flicked over to the Union. I was watching a few other things. The NBA Finals has been on. Just been a little bit too busy to watch that much football. But I did catch a few games. And one point goes to Payne Haas. His efforts have been outstanding, even though they did lose. But he's, he's playing like some massive minutes. I think it's like 60 plus minutes a game. His tackle involvement's around like 35 plus. But his effective tackling is around about 90%, which is outstanding. He, the, the big man just gets around the field so easy. He's an absolute machine. He's really kicked it up a gear from origin. He's been outstanding. Number two, big Marty Tapao. Playing some big minutes for Manly. Um, he's a senior player in that team. Um, he's played over, I think it's about 200, 250 games now, you know, over 20 tests. You know, he's, he's been a, he's been a stalwart for Manly. He's been a really good player. I think he's like, he's, I think it's like 14 hit-ups over 150, 60 metres, 30 tackles, you know, 80, 85% effective tackle. You know, like he takes all the tough runs. He does a lot. He's got it. He's developed a pre-pass. He can pass before the line. He passes out the back well. So that therefore, if he has that shape with him, he's always getting the one-on-ones. So he's sort of taken that role where Jake Trebojevic used to get it all the time and play that block shape all the time. Now Marty's getting the ball. He's getting that shape all the time. He either, he either digs in himself or he passes out the back. He can hit the front guy now. So he's really evolved as one of the premier props in the game. And three points, James Fisher-Harris. I can't fault the kid. I mean, the metres that he's making and the impact that he's doing with and without the ball is, is unbelievable. He's averaging, I think, I think he got close to like, I think it was 180, 190 metres of 16 or 17 hit-ups. But he's getting the ball. He's at least getting the ball 20 to 25 times a game. So he's passing a hell of a lot as well. So he's moving the middles around a lot. So they got, they, they just, they do such a great work. They do such great work of moving the opposition middles around. You know, him and Isaiah Yo as well. They connect with their edge back rollers. They've got some really good things happening out of Penrith. He tackle, he hits hard. He hits as hard as he runs. 
he's the premier prop in the game, probably in the world at the moment. And um, he de- he deserves it. He'll be up there by the end of it. Yeah, I think Junior Paulo missed out this week because he didn't play. But um, yeah, the big boys are they're on show every week. It's always hard. I actually got it like I watch the game. I watch every game. I usually watch every game. But it's getting harder and harder to pick these big boys because the because they dominate games. They absolutely well, let me tell dominate you, Will, games. It's it is a race of three at the moment. We've got Payne Haas and James Fisher Harris on sixteen votes, and we have got Junior Paulo on thirteen votes. So those three blokes at this point, they're really and they're all in sides that are other than Payne Haas, who's just a freak in a bad side, but. You know, Parra and Penrith are up there. They're really starting to push for finals football. Um, I'll tell you what, though. Young Henrys, who are a terrific sponsor of the show, and they're responsible for... What are you drinking? What's that? The Unifier. Mate, the Unifier. It's... uh, I don't know if anyone who's listening likes sort of a a pale ale, but this is some outstanding stuff. I've only just... They sent it last week. And let me tell you, this is a fantastic beer. I've had about 13 of them tonight. But... uh, it's good. It is a very good drink. And so the winner of the big boys, Willie's big boys, will receive a case a week for 52 weeks. And they'll also receive... Um, the coaches will thank me. What else? They'll be bigger by the end of it too. But they'll also receive from Bondi Tony's um, a burger a week, which, as I've said many, many times, we will collect for them because they're all from either the Western suburbs or oh, it's going to be from amazing. Brisbane. It's not allowed to leave your local government area. So, oh, that's right. Just, yeah, unless till twenty twenty seven. So unless uh, Joe Bria Hargraves comes out of the blue and I just start giving him three points every week. Well, you won't because I won't allow. <laughs> so thanks again to Young Henrys and thanks again to Bondi Tonys and good work, all of the big boys. That brings Rumbles. us to. This is painful now. We're going to bring in Harry from bettingside.com.au. Harry, how are you, mate? Guys, I'm doing okay. I hope we're all safe in lockdown. Everyone's healthy. Um, Yeah, look, I mean, you were royally screwed over right at the death by the Bulldogs last week with your bet. Yeah, but apart from that, everything's great. Mate, that was sickening. That yeah. was abs. I'll tell you what, and a bit like me the week before, but yeah, it was a hundred percent. And it <laughs> seems like we're just getting knocked over in that last leg all the time. And oh, let me tell you, as having grown up in the eastern suburbs and been a Roosters junior, the hatred that I am supposed to feel for South, I've never felt, but now I hate South. I there hate South Sydney so much. Sydney, you belong in the <laughs> borough, mate. You belong in the borough. Do you not see my teeth? <laughs> Actually, Young Henry's is a massive fan. <laughs> there, I shouldn't say that. I love South Sydney supporters. Let me tell you though, don't Oscar hates you, bro. Dog shit try at the end. Uh, Harold. So what I'm going to do this week? Okay. Run me through. I'm starting. I'm starting to get to a point where I'm doubting myself. We've got three thousand bucks in the kitty, um, which. I mean, it's it's a nice start, but I wouldn't Let's say put it all on a horse. On fire. So this is why we don't let you bet. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go for a nice, easy, just get us back on track. I've taken the Titans to cover the start and the Bulldogs with the start because I think the Bulldogs have been good the last couple of weeks, as I've just explained. I agree with you on that one. 
I think, um, first of all, you're getting $3.88 with Sportsbet for that little two-legger. Bulldogs have been pretty decent last fortnight. Um, gave the Roosters all they could handle. Gave Souths, you know, they look like they're, they're freewheeling a bit more, you know. They look like they've got more points in them now. Um, maybe, maybe that's Barrett sort of getting his way, you know, and getting the side playing the way he wants them to. But, yeah, overall, I think the Sharks are in a little bit of trouble in that game because in the last fortnight, the Sharks have been pretty dodgy. And if they show up, yeah, overall, yeah, like they have been all over the Bulldogs on that one. I'm a little bit iffy on the Titans league there for you. They are just so disappointing. Yeah, but they're, they're they independently disappointing. So the yeah. Dragons have got no Ooh, players. really? So they go good, bad, good, bad. They were awful last week. So surely... You go on the bounce back. Okay, there's a method on the there. bounce back. Look, that's fine. Yeah, great Look. technique. It's working out. Look, you only need two two legs for a $3.88 return. Like, that, that's sweet. Oh, I that's mean, you had, you had to have five legs that last week. So exactly. you've got less to go wrong. All right. All well, right. let's All let's right. go into Williams. Uh, bets. Okay. All right. Um, the Roosters and Knights over forty nine and a half. South and New Zealand over fifty and a half. Ruben Garrick anytime try scorer because my man Turbo's back, and Brian Toto anytime try scorer. That left Ooh. edge is going to be on fire. All right. I've just finished writing the preview for that game, Willie, and I agree with you. Brian Toto is scoring a try. So Ladbrokes are giving you $7.85. Really Ooh. good odds. That's not bad. Ruben good. Garrick, whenever Tom Trebojevic plays, Ruben Garrick scores. I'm not a super coach man, but I watched the stats on uh, Saab and Ruben Garrick when Trebojevic is it's not abs- playing. It, it, it's, they're it's they're single figures. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Single figures. I'm not sure how it works, but they go from like just say eighty to nine. Yeah, it's Come unbelievable. On, like, save yeah. me, Turbo. Save me. Yeah, Harry, do you play Super Coach? No, I don't actually. You don't. Can no. I tell you, William Mason? I he for many years I played Super Coach, and I had to put him in my team because I would have felt like the most disloyal person in the world. And Willie was about quality, not quantity. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he would come out and he'd fold blokes in half and he'd do this. And it was, if you got points for impact, but you don't in Supercoach. No, so you've got to be an accumulator. Yeah. I never got it. It's been so I much better got, I, since he's yeah. no longer yeah, playing. Hindmaster Supercoach King. Mate, mate why didn't I tell you play why? an extra five minutes? I'm like, what time's up, mate? I'm on. Tell Wayne to put you back on the field, Will. Yeah. All for, all, I'm like, all because you want your Supercoach points? I don't understand Correct. it. It wasn't there in the 2000s. Get lost. 785 is a good win. So the producer who, I don't know if there's, remember Lay Down Sally, the rower? Oh, Sally Robbins, yes. Yeah, she just lay down in the boat. Yeah. This is basically the producer's Lay Down Sally bet. Oh, my God. That might be the biggest thing. That hurts. That is terrible. This is just, I've given up. I'm just lying down She listens to the show. She listens to the show. She's a big big fan. Big fan of the show, Sally. Big fan. She listens to it lying down with her AirPods in. Right. Of young Henry's, I am. Yeah. Okay, so, look, it is Olympics. The Matildas mm. are playing later tonight. So the Olympics are getting underway. The producer, when is the Olympics? What, when is it? 
Well, it's starting tonight. So the opening ceremony is Friday, but the Matildas are playing the are playing in soccer tonight because they start a few events early so they can fit it all in. So it's all the betting happening. site. Thebettingsite.com.au have a market on that bloke. He said, "I've had enough. I'm going to shut the whole Olympics down." What's the market on the Olympics even going ahead? Can I get a dollar fifty that it's going to even? To just, they're just going to call it off. Mate, they've got this far. I actually thought about this morning. What if there's a massive outbreak in the athletes' village? Do they just march on with whatever athletes they can get on? You know, like if, if there's going to get the St George team just to go over there. Hundred percent. Warnings that. Yeah, they're just going to hire the St George team and then go to Tokyo, so they can can the whole Olympics. Yeah. From what <laughs> I've heard about the athletes' village, there's probably going to be a massive outbreak, but it won't be of COVID. No. There you go. Uh, Straight to the pharmacist. What, what have you got, mate? Oh, actually, what's a producer? So he's gone for so, fencing. He's fencing. got the Hungarian bloke. I'm not even going to pronounce the bloke's name. Ion Slizlagi. Slizlagi. Oh, there we go. At $7 with Ladbrokes. So if you don't, if you, if you, you know, you got nothing better to do this weekend, which unfortunately. No one does. No, no one does. Get around the fencing. Right Hungarian the- fences. This is this is a low point. This is genuinely a low point. Let's ignore him. He's an imbecile. Harold, what do you got? Oh, okay. So, Ladbrokes really popular with us this week. Getting all the best prices at Ladbrokes. They've given me odds of seven dollars and forty-two cents. I am taking on that big line with the Storm at twenty-six and a half against the Cowboys. They've won 14 games in a row and they've covered the line in every single win. There you go. There's a good stat. And last week, someone on radio said for them to do that 14 times in a row, the mathematics of them doing that is about 700 to one. So you're seeing something quite incredible from them. Like it's just unbelievable what they're doing. I've got the Roosters at the 11 and a half line as well. I think they win by two tries at least against... I mean, they don't have a goal kicker at the moment, but so three tries in their language. Uh, I'm going to take, I'm going to bounce back with the Rabbitohs. I think Latrell Mitchell comes back in. They're a lot more dangerous. Seven, eight, oh, yeah. start, taking that on and just manly to win straight up over the Tigers on uh, Saturday night footy. Yeah, I like it. So yeah, what, what price are you getting here? $7.42 with Ladbrokes. Oh, come on. Go. So Harry my and bet Mace. Is, Harry and Mace. Got, that sounds yes. good. Next show, Mason Harry, not <laughs> the take with Mason Harry, the punters edition. The yeah, black yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, Loser. Harold, thank you very much. Um, I actually hope we all get in the winner's circle. Next so week, we need to come home. We need Very something. Strong. In that situation, we're not sabotaging one another. No, it's the first time in a long time that we're not. Waiting for yeah, someone else to bet the but yeah, we're all we're all in it. I like Willie's. We're all in. Willie's bet the most, I think. I think the Germans going to win the fencing, so I uh, I can't support the Hungarian in the fencing. That's oh the worst God. bet I've ever seen. This bloke <laughs> is kidding himself, mate. Thank you again. <laughs> is that for real? Thank I wasn't you. even listening, mate. He's, wasn't listening. he's, take, he's taking a fencer. I think he's he's had an operation at all. I think he's yeah, I think the, he's on the influence of anesthetics. He's he's got the green button. Yeah, he got the green button. Uh, mate, hammering. thank you very much. We will see you next right. week. Uh, thank you again to bettingsite.com.au. We've got three grand in the kitty, mate. We are definitely going to have more at the end of this week. Look, let's hope it gets closer to four. And if you Thanks, uh, 
you're going to bet right, do it with betting site, and we'll see you guys Always. later. Thanks, mate. Can I do it this week? Will? All right. All right, you do it. You do it. All right. Hello, everybody. My name's Ian Byrne. You should all gamble responsibly. Thank you for mm. listening. Did that sound like one of those messages? Announcement. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, all right, mate. So we'll go. We'll go into the tips quickly. Um, I think every what game. Okay. You've got Ailes, right. Roosters, Storm, Rabbits, Eagles, Panthers, Dragons, and Bulldogs. The only real game. Oh, you got the Bulldogs. Nice. Yeah, I went the Bulldogs and Dragons. So you went Titans and Sharks, didn't you? Yeah, I went Titans and Sharks. All right. Well, at least it makes right. it interesting anyway, because I'm nowhere near going to win this. Doesn't matter. And you might. And you might. Yeah. Well, so me and Harry. Well, Harry and the producer are the same. I'm not going to say where you're at, but I'm on 99, and the other two crocodiles are on 95. Once again, proving that I am. I want 195, Anna. You're on four million. (laughs) Lira. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that concludes this week's episode of the Tate with Willie Mason. I think that I have been around so much, Anna and Burn. I'm also here. Uh, The producer wanted or the Zig, who is. He does everything, really. The producer doesn't do anything. But he was worried about the light. I feel like I've moved around so much that I've actually disappeared behind. If you're watching us on Facebook, I think my head's disappeared a few times. I've gone too high, too low. It doesn't matter, though, because, you know, this show's seamless. Hey, you look good, mate. You look good. Yeah, thanks, Will. Uh, we'll be on every Twitter game this week because we've got literally nothing else to do. So please rate, review, and subscribe. Yeah, make Those sure. Things. Make sure at the start. What I was saying at the start. Make sure we take care of each other, people. We're all going through this together, and it's tough times. But everyone will get through it. Just don't be that dude who's going to tell on everyone and be a little bitch. But um, yeah, just be safe. Stay safe, guys. You too, yeah, Ian. What, that wasn't a public service announcement. It's not. You've been listening to The Take with Willie Mason and co-host Ian Byrne. Produced by Craig Trewick, recorded and engineered by Zig Parker of Green Room Sydney, and presented by the Handshake Media Network.